Good afternoon. <clears throat> and thank you, Father Martin, for the nice words and uh, warm welcome. My name is, as he said, Shenoi Thomas. Shenoi Thomas. Don't call me Father. You can call me Father Noi, you know, in case you don't really. Somebody said they are going to call me Father Noi. Anyhow, I served in South Africa for 20 years. In fact, uh, I was ordained in India and uh, sent to South Africa, Archdiocese of Cape Town for 20 years until uh, late 2017, then came to Winter Park, Diocese of Orlando, in 2018. So I'm here since last week, you know, Tuesday actually. So somebody asked me, why did I come away from a, such a nice parish like a Winter Park here? This parish also is equally wonderful. I had to be politically correct now, right? Yeah. So one of the reasons actually I came, I think I told this today uh, to all the masses, uh, our choir master at the, my previous parish, St. Margaret Mary, asked me to help him with the get rid of a guy in his choir who thinks he's a Pavarotti, you know, who thinks he can sing so well. So he said, Father Shinoi, I know you can speak to him so convincingly, and you have got the knack for that. So please speak to this man and uh, tell him to take up some other ministry in the parish, not the singing. So his name is Richard, and after coffee and donut on a Sunday, and I saw him and I spoke to him. I said, Richard, you know, wonderful man you are. You know, I told him, at least 10 people came to tell me, Richard, you cannot sing. So why don't you take up a new ministry in the parish? And he just looked at me and said, Father Shinoi, only 10 people told you that I cannot sing? <laughs> and you know, at least 100 people told me that you can't preach. <laughs> Are you going to resign? So, you know, I have to resign from there and come here. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a couple of stories today. Um, you know, so take it easy. Uh, Hakuna Matata. You know Hakuna Matata? Yeah. By the way, someone told me this morning I look like Huel Brenner. Do I? Yeah, somewhere. I don't know which angle she was looking at me. So, so I have two stories, one from Africa and one from America. Story of uh, Peter Godwin. Peter Godwin, in fact, was a misfit when he grew up in Rhodesia. Rhodesia is the current or present Zimbabwe. Before independence, it was known as Rhodesia under British rule. And when British gave independence to Rhodesia, it became Zimbabwe. So his mother was a missionary doctor who came from England to Rhodesia, and she was assigned to vaccinate people against tuberculosis and smallpox, etc. So for some diseases, vaccination inoculation is a shot on the upper arm. I, I received it a couple of once or twice. I remember when I was much younger, and. Uh, other cases, a sweet treat, a small dose of medicine uh, put on a sugar cube and fed to the patient. 
So Peter's duty was to carry a tray of sugar cubes around behind his mum and inspect the mouth of the children to make sure that they had fully swallowed this sugar cube. In the 1970s, the civil war broke out in Rhodesia that forced the Godwin family to return to England where Peter grew up and became a journalist. In 1986, the London Sunday Times sent Peter to South Africa. Uh, at that time, there was a war raging between the Marxist uh, um, government and the rebels in neighboring Zimbabwe, not Zimbabwe, Mozambique. So you couldn't get into Mozambique. They did not allow any foreign journalist to get into Mozambique, but Peter somehow sneaked into Mozambique, but somehow he was captured by the rebels and was brought to the base camp in front of the base commander, you know? So there, he heard the base commander talking to his men servants in the same dialect he knew from Zimbabwe when he was a young little boy from Rhodesia. So he started to speak to the base commander in the dialect and the base commander was so surprised and shocked and he wanted to know, how did you know this language? Where did you learn? Little young white man talking uh, African dialect. So Peter explained his childhood in Rhodesia. And when he mentioned his family name, Godwin, everything changed. The harsh-looking man, you know, uh, harsh-looking man, this commander, uh, pulled up the sleeves of his shirt and exposed a scar on his upper arm that is normally that would leave when you have a vaccination on your upper arm. And he said, wonderful. And he recognized his mother was the one who gave him the vaccination shot on his arm. And he remembers Peter was a little boy. He was also a little boy, uh, this commander. And he was the one who gave him the vaccination shot. What a story. Things changed completely. Whole situation changed. And he was ordered to get unlocked from his handcuffs. And uh, everything changed. Only a moment before Peter was treated like an enemy. But now, as an important person, they returned Peter to South African border, and before they left, they even took a photo with him. A little bit of compassion and kindness shown by his mother all the way coming from England to help the poor people in Rhodesia paid back, paid back. Second story, second story. 14 years old girl from Cleveland and Ohio ran away because she had a little fight with her parents to New York cold, hungry, and no friends, no money. She was shivering on the street corner, and a cab pulled up. A group of party goers got out of the car, and one man saw this girl and went to her and spoke to her, and even invited her to come for dinner, which she kind of obliged. She was hungry. And after hearing her story, the man took her to the railway station, and bought a ticket to Cleveland. And he told her, whatever you desi desire, if you want it enough, you can make it happen. And gave her a $20 bill 
and his address and phone number and told her if she needs anything, call him. Teenager returned and thought about him often, how kind he was, how nice he was, but lost the piece of paper with his phone number and address. She finished school, went to become a surgeon, married another doctor, they had two children, and one day her teenage daughter asked her for some vintage clothes, and she said, why don't you open those old trunks of mine, you might find some old stuff. As the young girl was going through the old stuff of uh, her mother, she found a diary, and from the diary, a piece of paper fell out, and that was address of this kind man, which, whom she met 25 years ago. It took months for her to locate the benefactor. 25 years after both met in New York, this kind man called Ralph Burke received a letter and a check of $1,000. She said she is not repaying for his kindness, but rather he must use this money to buy a ticket to come over to visit her and her family, which he did. It was like a long lost uncle visiting her knee, his niece. And Burke, today he insists that one should perform simple acts of kindness whenever we can. And he says, sometime, in some way, they always come back to you. Sometime, in some way, your act of kindness will always come back to you. So these stories bring us back to today's gospel. It's a well-known gospel about uh, uh, the parable of uh, story of uh, Good Samaritan. And uh, two questions also. Why did the first question, why did the priest ignore the fallen man? Why did he just pass by and did not care for him? The answer could be, those days, if you touch a, a dead body or dead person, it would render a priest ritually unclean and he wasn't be able to perform, he won't be able to perform any more rituals on that day. Just think about, he's going for a mass and he found a dead man and if he, then there's no service at the church or synagogue. So he decided, I'm not going to touch him, let me go and someone else will take care of him. That could be one reason why the priest did not care for the fallen man. Second reason is that those days, Robbers put out decoy on the road, a man pretending to be hurt, and someone goes to help this man. Suddenly, the robbers will pounce on him and attack him, rob him, and sometimes even kill him. So the priest said, let me avoid this situation and let me be safe, and he passed by. Second question, why did the Levite pass by? Levite is like a modern deacon. We can have a couple of uh, guesses, but the most probable reason could be that the Levite saw the priest doing the thing and he just did the same thing. He was walking behind the priest and the priest just passed by without even looking at this dead man. So it is a basic instinct for many of us, follow someone did. So the Levite also just passed by. We don't need a rocket sign to understand, simple fact. So, it was 
in the two stories we heard before, Peter Godwin and Ralph Burke set the wheels of mercy and compassion in motion. The priest and Levite in the parable did not. Do I need to say anything more? That is the lesson today. In the matters of the heart, in the matters of the gospel, don't wait someone else to do a compassionate act. Like the prophet Nathan of old, the gospel points out and tells us, you are the one, you are the Samaritan, you are the Peter Godwin, you are the Ralph Burke. And so, when the question is once again asked, and who is my neighbor? Don't wait for someone else to answer. Amen.